everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. I'm Kyle, and I opened my heart, and a poem slipped through, and I was stupid, and now I'll never read a poem again. <laughs> I say, I like- say, no poetry for me. You sounded Scottish for like a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. Debbie, I know. Is, Debbie, Debbie is so disorienting for me. It's episode and season summary. Gabe and <laughs> Isabel. They had hit all my inner child and I didn't even ask for it. <laughs> the other way season four summary. Gabe and Isabel live happily ever after and everybody else goes completely to shit. <laughs> That's the <laughs> synopsis. This is the penultimate episode of season four, meaning next week is the last episode. And the last episode's usually pretty boring, which is why this week was so good. So good. Uh, Osama dropped Debbie like a hot fucking potato, like (laughs) zero effort into making sure she was okay to like leave Chemiset into trying to salvage any semblance of of a relationship. Like, what is your read on what's happening here? I think she's super pissed off, but uh, I think that she's going to go back and have a conversation with him. And they're going to my my prediction is that they're going to sort of make up, but the relationship is over. I think that I think that she's going to just say, listen, we're not in a relationship, but can we please be besties and read me poems again? And I know. Yeah. And I think by the time the tell-all comes around, they're not going to be speaking to each other. I think because she really... What's the, because the, clearly there's no point for him anymore. He doesn't no. want a friendship. He, he doesn't, doesn't want, want a friendship. friendship. No. no, he doesn't want to trade poems. Uh, he wants <laughs> no. a visa. He, he's been pretty explicit about what he wants. <laughs> Here's the other kind of big question. Do you he feel wants like to he... urinate on Debbie's <laughs> trust. <laughs> Do you feel like he expressed this desire to Debbie to move to the U.S. and apparently make a lot of money in art? Clearly, he doesn't know anything about the art scene in the U.S., but um, do you think that he he said that to her and she just ignored it? I don't, you know, I don't think so. He, I don't believe anything he says, right? So when he's yeah. like, I told you, shut the fuck up. You're just trying to play the camera. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Debbie is extremely naive for her age, but I think she's also filled with with hope and optimism generally. But I I I have a really hard time believing that. Look, ten minutes ago he was saying we're going to move here permanently in front of his family too. So this guy's full of shit. He really is. And it's just, it is kind of crazy how quickly he flips the script. Like you said, this is an hour after they told his family that she's moving there permanently and his sister's all confused and he's agreeing. And then bam, did a 180. I still find this fascinating to watch. He micturated all my trust. No more that's poetry one of my favorite, for Debbie. That's, that's one of my favorite words, and I've literally only heard it one time in in the in the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other, I think, big uh, big storyline was Jen and Rishi, and the scenes. God damn! Wow, so uncomfortable. Like went from like so cringe to actually kind of heartbreaking, and. I mean, we'll go deep on this, but the the take it like Jed and her friends just take the parents reaction or really the mom and the uncle's reaction at face value. And the mom and uncle are just polite enough to smile and nod, essentially, while they're in the room and then later say this is not fucking happening. And how old is she, by the way? (laughs) Do you think they really believed that she wasn't that much older than him? I don't know. That's hard to that's hard to tell. 
it, it's it's hard to know. But how old is Rishi? He's what, 31, 32, somewhere in the early thirties. It 30s? has to be thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would still like I don't I don't know. I only know about Indian marriage culture from Indian matchmaking and this show. So my knowledge is therefore limited. But I still feel like even if she were 35, that would be too old in their eyes. Don't you think? I feel like it was that close. If it was that close, Rishi probably would have told her to lie about it and just say I'm the same age. That's true. But it's hard to uh, hard to claim that Jen's 32, even though she doesn't she doesn't look bad. But I I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe if you if you are not used to being around white people, it's harder to tell. But it's 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 really hard for me to believe that they didn't think she was at least in her mid 40s. Really hard. Yeah, at least 40. I know it is. But then again, who like, knows? but if you believe them that they really had no idea they were in a relationship, uh, f- if you if you accept that, then to be fair, I mean, what they had 10 minutes to kind of hear this news and process it. And they probably didn't ever even it. It probably didn't even enter their minds. Wait, wait a minute. She's fucking an oldie. Might as well be a yeah. hundred until he came back. They would have no reason to even contemplate her age, right? Because I, if was, we take them at face enough. value, yeah, they really, and I do believe them. They have no reason to lie and say, you know, they could have said, oh, we suspected something might be going on. They had no idea. They're just like, yeah, Rishi hangs out with all these women at the gym. We just figured this was one of them. And she just really wanted to hang out with his Indian family for some reason. But his mom seems so annoyed when she's making the tea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this stupid film crew here for this? I wonder what Rishi told them he was filming. What, what kind of docu-series he was a part of. Didn't, didn't, wasn't this addressed at the beginning where I think, didn't he say he was filming like a workout documentary or something? I don't remember. It was something hysterical though. Yeah, I it doesn't. I mean, I felt really bad for everybody involved here. I felt really bad for Rishi. He yeah. his his reaction is very confusing, which we'll dig into. But um, we also got no Chris and Jamie. It seems like that'll be wrapped up next week. And, you know, otherwise, every I mean, Gabe and Isabel get married next week and then everything else falls apart. So <laughs> the tell uh, all will you- probably be good. I, I my my suspicion is that Monica just like got lost or like got into a fender bender. I don't believe Who's for a Monica? second that oh Monica the Gabe's, sister yes. Gabe's sister. I have a hard time believing that after that sweet eventually uh, lunch that she's just gonna fly to Colombia and then refuse to go to the wedding out of some weird principle it doesn't make any fucking sense i think that her dress got caught on fire or something that that's why she <laughs> says she's not coming yeah well as we see like they kind of manipulate it they always manipulate the next time on so bad this episode I'm here for some it. of it was I... some of it was so bad the the preview trolling yeah. Yeah. I love it because it makes us speculate about crazy stuff that's going to happen that then doesn't happen. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Do you want to talk about Gabe and Isabel first? That's who I have first in the notes. Yeah. Gabe is is back in Colombia. Nothing at all happened when he was back except he got lunch once. (laughs) And and his documents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
um i just like i i I like it when we see this harder side of isabel like i actually i'm 100 percent team isabel like hey you're coming to my house this is my wedding fuck off if you want to do things a certain way it's not about you it's about me and i thought that isabel handled this swimmingly like monica was not being nice and like the English comment, like she doesn't speak any English. She doesn't speak English. It's like, dude, you've seen her on Zoom. What do you think she magically learned it over the last three weeks? Well, I mean, that kind of feels besides the point to me. It's that it just seems like the most American thing that's oh. ever happened in history to go to someone else's country. And she does. Oh, you don't speak English. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You, you are traveling to her country. Gabe learned Spanish or or got better at Spanish to be with her. And it would be what if obviously, yeah, if Isabel was moving to Florida, it's still kind of weird to bark that at a total stranger. But it's I, I, I sort of understand a little bit. He moved to Colombia. It's so stupid and weird. I just like, I don't, you have a translator app. What's the big deal? We have technology for this now. It's not a big deal. And I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish. Her but almost. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish very well, but the translator, the translation and the closed captioning seemed like perfect. I don't know. It was. I don't know if that was real or not. Yeah, yeah okay. no, it's really good. I I don't know. I forgot that Gabe came back in this episode and the mother and sister arrived in this episode. So it was like everything. Everybody just came back. Their reunion was really cute. Gabe and Isabel's like they, these two really, really love each other. They care for each other. It's I don't know. I thought that was really sweet. It um, was. Yeah. Isabel is kind of offended about the prenup thing but she she seems to keep it a little bit to herself based on the meeting later i think it's one of those things that she know this is very smart of her mm-hmm. she tells gabe listen that's fucking weird i work i do all the fucking work in this relationship anyway and uh you know it's not like i'm gonna steal your yacht but then later <laughs> she's like, do you have assets I don't know about? Because yeah. what am what am I going to take from you exactly? <laughs> and then later she does something really smart. She knows that Gabe doesn't really give a shit and he's not going to push on it. So when Monica brings it up, she's just like, yeah, whatever. Sure. I don't care. She doesn't make a big fuss because she knows it's a non-issue anyway. I mean, if anything, shouldn't Isabel being asking Gabe for a prenup? I feel like she has more stuff. I just don't know what the laws in Colombia. Maybe they be there are certain states and I'm sure countries that where prenups just aren't a thing because both parties yeah. are protected by law and mm-hmm. there's set guidelines. And if you get married, this is what you're gonna get if you get divorced. And you already kind of know the parameters, and that's just what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. Colombia's like that and she just thinks this is a dumb American thing. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I, it just, it, it is offensive that, can you imagine if you told your wife, like, my sister recommended that we get a prenup? I'd be like, well, fuck your sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if my husband came to me and was like, one of my siblings said we should get a prenup, I'd be like, well, fuck that guy. Like, I don't know. It's so, it, it it's infuriating, actually. It's it, the concept of a prenup. We've we've talked about this for years now, and I've kind of settled on. It's kind of never a bad idea, just mm-hmm. as a whole. But I, I I take your point where you've never fucking met me, and the only re- she's not. The thing is, like, Monica is not suggesting a prenup because she wants to protect Gabe. She's right. sub- she's suggesting a prenup because she doesn't trust Isabel, but she's suggesting it before she even meets her. It's just this is all out of order and out of whack. Hmm. Yeah, I know it doesn't make any. She just assumes the worst about Isabel, 
And at first I was thinking, it doesn't make sense that Gabe isn't painting Isabel in a better light to his family. But after he explained it, it does make a lot of sense. You know, she's, Monica says, well, why don't, why don't you ever tell me anything good about her? He's like, well, anytime I start talking about her, you assume the worst and you paint this horrific story. And so I just get exhausted. I don't tell you anything anymore. And if this is really the way that Monica is, and this isn't contrived for television, like she's very annoying. Extremely. I, I would probably react the same way as Gabe and just kind of emotionally distance myself yeah. over time from, from someone like that. And the whole, like, I'm just protective, sorry. Like, no, that's not it. You're just kind of an asshole. Yeah, really? That's just what, exactly. sorry. That's like, that's just what it is. You're hiding behind this. I just love Gabe so much. And I have to, pre- no, you're a dick. Yeah. I like, it's that. really that simple. You assume the worst in people. And maybe Gabe has had a bad dating history, but has he ever been engaged in two weeks away from getting married before? No. Mm -hmm. So maybe take this a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Uh, So what about, I mean, you want to dig into the big one, Jen and Rishi? Here we go. Here we go. Um, Jen is (laughs) uh, very concerned about how hot the translator is. It doesn't seem to come up. um, (laughs) Kyle, the the first... The first line that was discussed in this storyline, this this episode, is Jen saying, I feel really bad for you, Bindia, because you're the one that's going to have to drop the bomb on this family. Oh, it's going to be awful. And Bindia <laughs> looks so panicked there in the car. She's like, oh, fuck. Like, like yeah, don't this say is, that. Uh, I laughed this is, so uh, hard. <laughs> this is kind of unique. Uh, pretty weird. I'm most nervous for you. They're going to want to shoot the messenger. I... Lost or, or my to, fucking shit. <laughs> or marry the messenger to Rishi. I know. Rishi even says, he's like, oh, this translator's very good looking. <laughs> they are going to think that these three American woman, women are bringing, like, Have hand delivering a, a match for yep. me. <laughs> yep. Oh, Bindia, poor bit. The whole time I was so nervous for her because you could tell she was so nervous and she just wanted to smooth everything over. <laughs> And it, I'd love, I love Rishi described her as unfortunate <laughs> because she was too cute. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I thought that she did a good job and, and mm-hmm. she, she really took the very straightforward way that the, uh, the three stooges were speaking and wrapped it in some more flowery language that kind of softened some things. And um, I thought she did a great job for what shit sandwich she had to deliver to these people. God, I hope they paid her well. I really well, do. It's Matt Sharp, I, so. I know, probably not. Uh, the, the thing that I still find most off-putting about this entire situation is that Jen blindsided Rishi but she comes in guns ablazing, like, I don't trust him. I'm like, he's the one that shouldn't trust you. You just blindsided him and told his family going against his plan. And I know your feelings about the astrologer, but Rishi believes in that shit. And so, you know, that's his belief is that this didn't go well, partly, if not in whole, because they didn't listen to the astrologer and they dropped this information too quickly. And I don't know. Uh, The astrologer doesn't, it makes even less sense than it did last episode, Kim. You know why? Because if they had listened to the astrologer, she'd be two months older. (laughs) But it was more auspicious. It just gets worse and worse. All the longer they wait, the older and more feeble, the closer she is to a (laughs) hundred every month. I mean, I do agree. I don't think that like Jen makes a comment. Their family's opinion is not going to be any different if we tell them now than two months from now. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. That's fair. No, the only difference is that they would have been even madder because it would be even hotter when they talked in the fucking apartment. (laughs) I got really annoyed that these three women just parade into this house with their shoes on when clearly nobody else (laughs) is wearing shoes in the house. Oh, my God. I mean, this this entire scene 
with them telling the family is so awkward. It's like, so bad. <laughs> and it, Rishi is horrified. He just, he feels like this is a slow motion train wreck. He has no way of stopping it. And I don't, the, again, I think we said this last week. I would not care if this went perfectly. Mm-hmm. If I'm Rishi, I'm still pissed off. It, and not even really at Randy, because, you know, even if this was her idea, clearly Jen is totally on board with this. Jen condones a, this, yeah. It's it's not even about the astrologer bullshit. It's that you violated my trust and you took away my agency to communicate with my parents in a way that I know will be most effective given my fucking cultural context. And oh, by the way, I've known these people my entire fucking life. And he is a thousand percent right. I mean, these women celebrate instantly when... You know, just, we did it. Let's we go. did it. Um, another so victory for America. Patriot matchmaker. Ahoy. <laughs> the mom, I mean, the mom's exact words are, what shall I say? And then in her ITM, she and the uncle say that they hope this is a joke. Like they hope that they're being punked, Kyle. That's their hope. This is before they talk to Rishi. They're like, of course we can't say anything in front of Jen. There's cameras there. They're they're smart enough people to understand they can't lose their shit on camera and be like, you, oldie? Oh, my fucking God. No way. Like, they in can't head, react that way. In her head, she's thinking, oh, Christ. This is like that guy submit I read about. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're really doing this, I guess I should be a less horrible person than Sadna. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I'm not going to insult you to your face. At least not yet. I mean, they, it was so, so awkward when they recapped the last meeting and Jen's like, hi, hi. Do you remember me? I was like, oh, in the words of Debbie, put a bag over my head. I cannot watch this. And she's like, do you, why do you think we're asking all of these questions? As if the mom is like a toddler that you're trying to educate in preschool or something. Well, they might have a match in mind for him. That That's the mom thinks that these women are delivering a match to Rishi. It's so sad when she's so devastated. Like, oh, wait, what the fuck is happening here? She's so sad she never told her. Yeah. Uh, Mom just kind of mumbles something about, well, it's it's good. I mean, if he likes her, um, sure. Uh, You know, she doesn't speak Hindi. It's kind of weird, but uh, okay. How am I supposed to order her around if I can't communicate with her? She has to do the laundry. And then, and then, the best part about this is that mom is like, uh, okay. Okay, cool. And Randy just is like, my work here is done. Get me a plane (laughs) ticket back. I'm going to go appropriate another country. Let's do this shit. Just wipe my hands, get some tea, have a samosa mission accomplished. America one, astrology zero <laughs> and the best is that jen and jen and randy are kind of <laughs> jen and randy are having like this sideline conversation while bindi is translating everything and jen's like Rishi doesn't look happy. And Rishi literally has, I sent you a screenshot. Rishi has his head in his hands. Like he can't even look around the room. He is just so not okay. Jen's like, well, it's being received well. He'll get over it. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't understand Rishi's reaction though, because when they go outside, Rishi's all smiles and he's like, yeah. Sure, I feel better, Randy. Thank you. Let me give you a hug for dropping that bomb on my family. And uh, you really just, you really just made this so much better. And I'm so happy. I'm like, why are you lying? Why, why are you appeasing this woman? If it felt like he was lying for the same reason that his mom did. Mm. 
Like, what is it? Are we really going to start arguing with Randy on the middle of the street? Randy thinks that mission accomplished. She literally is unfurling the mission accomplished banner on the aircraft carrier, Kim. So. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Randy. Randy is such a good, uh, such a good ancillary character. So uh, why, why get into it with her? Um, that's true it won't go anywhere at least he could tell jen like because he tells the camera yeah my plan's totally spoiled they ruined everything for me and jen jen keeps going kyle she's like yeah we're gonna move to mumbai and his family's like uh say what he cannot leave this house he is the caretaker of this family of this home this has been explained to jen Rishi's don't you remember annoyed. wife school yeah why do they want to why does she want to live in mumbai this has never been brought up is rishi even on on board with this i i feel like i've never heard mumbai come out of her mouth ever yeah that's weird what is she gonna do in mumbai that she can't do in jaipur anyway um <laughs> well they leave and then we get this this last scene. I feel like I went from like so much cringe to like laughing at first because the car ride. They're like telling Bindia that she should be the most nervous to just this super awkward, cringy conversation to then like heartbreak because Rishi. Is like, well, I guess this is over now. My family yeah. clearly doesn't accept this. It's clear that his his mom and uncle are losing their minds. They're like, how old is she? She can't have children. She's not going to live in a joint home. Like, this is not going to work, Rishi. This is not going to work. There's not a single thing about this that conforms to their societal expectations for a spouse for the oldest son. And mm-hmm. we've seen this before. It's really important Everyone in the neighborhood and their community, their family is going to shun them and make fun of them and think this is hysterical. And I mean, honestly, it would be one thing if Jen said, of course, I'll live with you and I'll I'll do all the cooking and I'll learn Hindi and I'll cook and clean and I'll be a traditional Indian housewife. Not that she would ever do that. But then I feel like. At least mom is like, okay, fuck, fine. At least I don't have to clean toilets anymore. But <laughs> it's the whole package. There's not one thing that Jen checks for mom. Nothing at all. Mm-mm. Can't it's even talk sucked. to her, so you can't order her around. She, she's not going to be ordered around anyway because she's not going to live with you. You're not going to have grandkids. Mm-mm. And uh, you're t- and not only that, you're taking him to another fucking city in the country. Yeah. And his stealing, dad is not alive. Stealing him away. You fucking like colonizing this household, lady. <laughs> That's awful to laugh at because it's true. I just again I we say this every time, like with Summit and Jenny as well. There's some things that love love isn't everything. Love doesn't conquer all. Love's not conquering this. Jaipur to Mumbai is a 20 hour drive. (laughs) Wow. I know it's far. Uh, Yeah, I just don't. I thought Jaipur's in Rajasthan, right? I thought that was Uh, supposed to be a super cool area of India. Um, Yeah, I don't know what her deal is. She also has that fake friend at the dance studio that she has in jaipur why is she trying to move Uh, she wants to be on the beach kim you know this sorry this last scene where rishi is like in front of the mirror at his house and he's just looking and he is rubbing his face and he's like crying and he says this is a fucking disaster i felt really heartbroken for him i do think this is authentic like i think it's kind of real i don't think he can fake this this is a nightmare and even if he's not even if you believe that he's not super upset about 
the whole relationship effectively being over thing. Uh, I think you could easily accept that he's really upset because that was incredibly embarrassing. And maybe his family is never going to fucking think the same way about him ever again. How does Jen think that this is okay? (laughs) Because they intervened. Intervention. Successful. I I mean, has she watched Jenny and success. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid, dude. They haven't. She Jen has never even mentioned the fact that, oh, I can't have kids. And is that going to be a problem? It just makes me it just makes me think she doesn't have any real conversations with Rishi. About his culture and family. I, I don't know. I find it very strange. She's but. she's gone on and on and on the entire season about honesty and trust and openness and communication And then she goes behind his back and she feels so fucking self-satisfied right now. And she's probably going to blame him when he comes back and is like, "Uh, I have to break up with you. They will never accept you. She's going to she's going to do something like, well, what did you say? You know? Yeah, you're right. I hope they just like accept they have to break up. They have a whole bunch of sex for like a whole week. And then she moves to Mumbai. each other. Yeah. Just do it. Finally. Have a bang trip and then move to Mumbai and find a a new boyfriend. Convert to bang trip. Done. Yes. God. I don't know. Congratulations. You you are shifted to before the 90 days. Have some (laughs) sex. The stakes are now zero. Congratulations. (laughs) Here's something you might never have thought about. Why does laundry detergent come in massive plastic jugs? Who wants that? Those inconvenient, awkward, heavy jugs are filled with messy goo that's up to 90% water. Washing machines already use water, so why should we pay more for it? Not to mention 91% of those jugs don't get recycled. That's right, 700 million detergent jugs wind up in our landfills every single year. But it's not like you can't just stop doing laundry, so do what I did. Switch to Earth Breeze. My new Earth Breeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. It couldn't be easier. No measuring or mess, just toss them in. Earth Breeze has really made the whole concept of detergent better. The packaging is compact, it's biodegradable and plastic-free. Their eco-sheets are vegan, cruelty-free, and dermatologically tested for safe and sensitive skin. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time without penalty. With their Buy One, Give 10 initiative, each purchase donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. A whopping 30 million loads have already been donated. These little sheets have turned a chore into an act of kindness. And most important, you get a powerful clean for your clothes. I was a little worried about using an eco detergent because I wash most of my clothes on a cold cycle. But I was really pleasantly surprised that without carrying around this giant jug of detergent and like getting it, you know, it's just really messy in the laundry room. Typically, I could just throw in this sheet and it really did clean my clothes, even on a cold and delicate cycle. I'm telling you this, but you won't really know until you actually try it. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund. You don't even have to send the product back. They are confident you'll love it as much as I do. Now is the time to try EarthBreeze because right now my listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash cray cray to get started. That's EarthBreeze. B-R-E-E-Z-E dot com slash cray cray for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash cray cray. All right, Kyle, let's come to the point where we discuss your favorite couple, Danielle and Johan, your favorite. Mm. I love that when Johan sees Talon, he is instantly not intimidated at all and laughs because he thinks this guy is so ridiculous. But he, he thinks he's, he thinks he's ridiculous because of a bizarre, just uh 
it's like I don't know if it's like a it's a combination of this bizarre toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and I mean he he immediately feels like Talon is feminine because he's wearing something that's not a neutral or blue and like dude this guy's from Florida okay (laughs) there's some like cultural ignorance too and yeah. he just assumes that we must be gay or something ridiculous. I don't know. It's so stupid. Um, this scene before he meets Talon, though, is just these two should not be married. No, they cannot communicate. They have different values. They're on different pages. Um, first of all, we get we get some different angles on the apartment. Danielle hesitated not one iota decorating their d- apartment in the Dominican Republic with English word art everywhere. I didn't notice that. I'm so glad word you caught that. Word art everywhere in English all over the fucking place. Johan's Home. like, you're cooking? Ugh. Home. No. Wine. Where do you even- why that in Dominican Republic? Did there's she like a, bring that there's from an, home? There's an expat home goods down the street or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god, yeah. I love this community. If we have to live here, Jan. I mean, this conversation in the kitchen is like <laughs> Johan does I hate, say. I hate, I hate her. I hate her. She thinks okay. I hate, he, I know. But Johan does she, say he doesn't want her to have friends. No, he's an idiot. He's a real <laughs> dum dum. But she starts this scene. She like maybe if I cook for him, he won't be mean to me. And then as <laughs> soon as as soon as he walks in and shows a little bit of affection for her, she's like, "What? Oh, I, now that I have food, we don't have any problems." So like. She throws it in his face when he responds in the exact way that she fucking wanted. <laughs> he comes, he's like coming in all nice because she's cooking. Like, ah, oh, now that I'm cooking, you're nice to me. That was the entire fucking idea. What are you talking about? Why isn't she using meat from the butcher shop? I, thank what you? happened to the butcher well, I mean, shop? It's gone. She, well, she refuses. <laughs> She's not going to use the fly-bitten meat from his butcher <laughs> shop, Kim. Obviously. Oh, my God. This So, I don't know how she convinces Johan to come meet Talon. But he's like, all right, you know what? I'll do it. The first thing the guy does is literally size him up. He says, stand next to me. God. <laughs> Johan is After emotionally he calls him a flamingo. He does uh, call him a flamingo. For someone like Danielle to proclaim to anyone that will listen how grounded she is, how spiritually centered she is, how mature she calls herself mature, I think very often. She married a literal man child. An absolute man child with the emotional intelligence of an eleven an eleven year old middle schooler. <laughs> uh yeah, but Kyle, he's a big dick. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know. I did enjoy Danielle just straight up not translating his bullshit, which is I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, Johan sees this guy, and on some level, I appreciate the the fact that Danielle just doesn't listen to you at all. Yeah, you're you're he's an, he's wrong and he's dumb, but he stated a boundary, stupid or not, and Danielle flagrantly ignored him and then threw it in his face that she ignored him. And so if you're Johan, I understand the immature impulse to convert into troll mode immediately and just fuck with this guy and basically try to make Danielle not uh, ever want to try something like this again. But when Danielle says, all you're doing is trying to humiliate me, Mm. she's right. And like, look, you just don't do that to your spouse, man. 
if if you have that impulse, it's not. It wasn't even about making this silly or even making Talon uncomfortable. It was about humiliating his wife. And to me, I would never do that. The choice is suck it up, try to change, or just fucking get divorced, man. Mm. Yeah. And that I mean, it it was the way that he was going about this. This was this was contempt. You're right. It was contempt. Yeah. It's not good. But do you they, think they ha- be who has the bigger penis, Kyle? Oh, based on Johan, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> How tall is Johan? If that dude was six five, he's. I think he's almost seven feet tall. He's huge. Yeah. How? T- yeah. God. Um. So. Yeah, it, this was such an uncomfortable conversation when Johan is asking if he wants to have sex with her, and he he not even he, he not only he not only says that he basically accuses Danielle of saying that she wanted to fuck him, which yeah, that was I mean that's definitely a lie. And the whole thing just kind of went off the rails right then. Because what's the, Taylor the, supposed to even say to that? I I have no I don't I don't think Danielle even translated it because it was so yeah. wild. But at the you know there was some um, preview fraud in here because yes. they made it they made it sound like when Johan said she likes men with big dicks. They made it sound like that was when Danielle started breaking down crying, but she actually laughs at that. She thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I mean, it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I it's It was a little bit of an uncomfortable laugh, but she was laughing. She only got offended when, you know, it is wild to ask a stranger how big their dick is. Like, there's no context for that. That's just a bizarre world. It was like, dude, we understand when you asked a shoe size what you were implying. You don't have yeah, to be that on the nose. We understand. <laughs> and <laughs> also, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with that information? I know. Is is it think, literally a dick measuring contest? And like, because, yes, it is. I because think. then Danielle, then Danielle is right that this is pure exposed. It, it's it's rare for someone to expose their insecurity like this. So mm-hmm. completely and so quickly, it makes yeah. him seem like a dysfunctional man baby, which when, he kind of always has been. But mm-hmm. why the fuck is she with him if she's so enlightened? She in the preview, they made it seem like he asked how long his dick was, right? Because he says Katorse, he says 14. And <laughs> I was like, Are they talking about inches? Like, that's the way they made it because he was like. Because right after he was like, "How big?" That How do you or, even he walk? said, "He said what size or something," and they cut off. Is your shoe size? You know, they they didn't say what's your shoe size. They just he just they show Johan saying what size, and he answers fourteen, and then he and then Johan says she likes big dicks. <laughs> it's like what is happening here? But that's totally it was such edit fraud in. That's why the previews are always fraud in. Made me Look, mad. I wear a twelve and a half size shoe. I can tell you there's no correlation. <laughs> Just be do real. We any, uh, Just do not. we? Ha- <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe it changes at size 14 shoe. Who knows? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Anything else about these two? No, or? no, no. Okay, let's hit with, let's, let's hit, let's end with Debbie and Osama. Um, wow. You know, I have to give production or I guess editing a big round of applause for the pacing. Again, we are in the penultimate episode of this season, and I am not bored of this. I'm not tired of it. They haven't dragged it out. They paced this perfectly to where we got. Obviously, we got like we had like. 48 hours of footage with Debbie and Osama together. At most. But they managed to drag it out through 13 episodes. And it, I never got bored or annoyed. You it's could fit so their good. entire storyline. I think the entire season they've had 40 minutes of footage. Oh, yeah. And I know. It was explosive uh, the last couple episodes. 
They sold um, me on this entire season just based on that three minute donkey scene. <laughs> you just wanted and the it donkey. Was epic. It was the donkey worth it. delivered. Donkey delivered, and now really she's talking about getting peed on. Her trust, you know. <laughs> I man, I tell you, I, I just this was. Where did we even? I guess we we pick up where we left off last week with the they're still sitting in the field painting. Yeah, not, it's now dark, so I have no idea of like how long they've been there. <clears throat> yeah, so. This tells you all you need to know about Osama. This dude thinks that he can show up in Georgia and be a successful artist uh, just straight off the plane. That would be such a colossal coup if he was able to pull that off that there would be movies made about this guy. There would be novels written about his genius if he was able to just show up from Morocco and make a living writing poetry in Georgia. It would be incredible. Where did he get this idea that, I mean, I understand what he's saying that he has, he like art, I guess there's more of a market for art in the U.S. Yeah, there's a market for entertainment and culture. For sure. I'm not denying that at all. But, and and if he, I don't know if he's correct that there just isn't any any market for that in Morocco. I, I don't know. Just, just pure volume wise, there's got to be more here for sure. No doubt about it. But he doesn't have talent. <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't know. Like maybe like painting and like physical art, but poetry, that's, that's a tough, I don't think it's easy for poets in the U S I don't think he made it sound like I'm going to make so much money. And I was like, you will not, sir. You will not, you will barely get by Kim. (laughs) You read a lot. Yes. Name a poet. That's not dead. I can't. There you go. Sorry. I don't even know that who they call it, the poet laureate or whatever, like the yeah. president appoints like every year. I don't even know who that is. I, I saw the last time I saw a poet was at Obama's inauguration. <laughs> sure. You I know? don't even remember that. I mean. And um, I think that was the last time that a poet made the news. And so like, look, <laughs> it's um, it's just it's 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 naive and. The fact that he thought that he could hitch his wagon to Debbie by lying to her for three years so he could make a living as a poet. And he, he the thing is, like, he's not saying I'm going to move to America and work really hard so that I have time and space to do my poetry. No, no he's saying no. he is saying <laughs> I am going to secure my future through my art in the United States. Good fucking luck, dude. I'm not Did saying it's s- impossible. It's clearly not impossible, but um, yeah. Did you see that painting that he painted? I mean, well, they I were out like, there. They kind of zoomed in on it. I thought it was to troll him. I was like, buddy. Yeah. You're not. And he, but he says specifically, my plan is to get a visa, come with you, work there, because if I work there, I can make lots of money. He has a Pacific plan. He does have a Pacific plan. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm like, where is the lots of money? Like you, I I agree with him that step maybe one, it's- <laughs> step one, get visa. Step two, gigantic question mark. Step three, American dollar harvested. <laughs> I think he's like unrealistic about how oh. easy it's going to be. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I feel like Osama uh. could have gotten what he wanted if he had played it cool. This just goes to show that the sky is not all there. Like this is, no. you think that this 
hard line you're taking with Debbie is going to work. What did you expect your reaction to be? Yes, sounds good. Okay, now that you spell it out for me really aggressively, I'll take you to America. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, Osama. I don't think this is the way. (laughs) I think Osama got a bootleg thrift store copy of the game. And he really, (laughs) really misinterpreted how it's supposed to work. He took, he, this dude is taking negging to an unheard of level and uh, it backfired. It's so funny. I, (laughs) um, in the Debbie's reaction, knock him into next week. Okay. I don't think there was an anecdote in the game about a dude making a woman ride a donkey to like bring her down to your level. <laughs> <laughs> so in there, this is what I want to know though. They have this interview together in the same room at some time after this happens. It could have been an hour later. It could have been a day later, a week later. We don't know where, Osama says, we were planning to go to the USA, yes or no? And Debbie says, no, that was never the plan. How does production get them to sit in the same room and do this interview together? So I, my theory on this has to do with Osama's hair. In the preview huh. for the next episode, it looks like he's gotten a haircut and his mm-hmm. hair looks the same. And so I think that Debbie spends some time in this hotel in Morocco hanging out because production doesn't want her to leave yet. And so they get them together to have like some kind of final resolution. And then they start filming some ITMs. Okay. That makes sense. The hotel, wherever she ends up, she literally leaves in the middle of the night. He calls her a cab. He doesn't even help her into the cab. I'm like, does she have her stuff? I where's her suitcase. She has this tiger purse that makes her look like, Carol Baskin. And then she just like goes off into the night. I'm like, did they drive her back to wherever they were before? Where were they before? Rabat. The capitals. They were in Rabat. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's only an hour away, but would she just be like, take me to the Radisson blue? Like, where did she go? He doesn't help her at all. He doesn't. Osama shows zero shit. He gives zero fucks about where this he's like, yeah, I called you the cab, whatever. Just leave. Because he sees his plan crumbling, and that's what this was always about. He doesn't care. At, he doesn't even feign two shits of caring. It's nuts. Kim, if you, if you, very important question. If you opened your heart to someone and they, <laughs> they inserted a poem into your heart, how would you feel about that? I mean... I would feel like that heart was urinated on and don't read it. Do not read the poem that has been slipped into your heart. I opened my heart and he slipped a poem through it and I was stupid to read it. And now I'll I'll never read a poem again. (laughs) Fool me. Poem me once. Shame on you. Poem me twice. Shame on me. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on long walks in your neighborhood or doing the dishes or just cleaning the house? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed, either via Patreon or with our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month. That's like less than a Starbucks. It's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice, especially using Supercast. You'll get an extended version of this podcast every week, about one and a half to two hours long, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Wednesday, where we discuss more 90-day gossip, other 90-day shows that are currently airing, and other reality TV. So currently, we're talking about Love in Paradise, which is awesome. We're talking Brother Husbands. We're going to watch a lot of fun shows coming up, like The Ultimatum Queer Love and 90 Day Fiance. UK season two when it comes out this summer. You'll also get full access to our complete archive podcast catalog. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. 
Kyle, overall thoughts on the episode? Anything Are, we missed? How 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 do you know this is the penultimate episode? I feel like no, we know, we, don't, we know we, because how, I'll tell you how we know because Love and Paradise. I accidentally watched a commercial and it was two more episodes of the other way and then the tell all. So okay. they said there are two more. So this All week right. and next week. 14. Okay. I know I didn't believe it either. 14 seems not that many. I feel like we usually get 16. Why did we got like 22 episodes of HEA? That's not a joke. It's not fair. We get 14 of this. This is great. I know. I know. This entire season has been fantastic. They should follow this pacing for all subsequent episodes. Give us 14 episodes or seasons. Give us 14 episodes. Pace it correctly, and then give us a two. I'll take a two-part tell-all. I don't need four-part tell-all extravaganza in a holiday in bar. I don't need so, that. So, if the whole season we're going to end up with one couple married. Yes, I feel like one couple still together. Generally, mm. I don't think Danielle and Johan make it. I don't, don't break, so. I don't know if they break. I don't know if they break up the next episode, but they've been shitting on each other on Instagram. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to make it. What do you? Th- what happens to Danielle if she's not married to Johan? She can't go she, back. She, she goes she to go jail. <laughs> she's going to go live under the banana tree she planted, Kim. Oh my gosh! I I I feel like she would just stay in Dominican and find another Dominican boyfriend. Oh yeah. It's easy. But how is she going to pay for things? I asked that question now. She was relying on (laughs) Johan. She was? Well, remember she kept making a big deal about it. Yeah. She was like, you have to support me and you have to get a job and this business better make it. They're still driving ne- Johan's friend's car. Um, dude, they haven't. I've not seen either one of these people talk about work or going to work. I know it's not a fun subject and they often don't show that on the show because it would be boring, but they haven't even thought about it in a long time. Kim, she made it clear that's not part of her Dominican vision board. <laughs> I have to spend hundreds of dollars on potions at the apothecary. Okay. That is on my vision board. Oh God. I, these two. So any predictions for the final episode? Gabe and Isabel get married. Everyone else breaks up horribly. The end. (laughs) You think Jen and Rishi break up? At least for now, yes. I think that yeah. she leaves under the understanding that they're not ever going to get married. And then she believes that she's going to move on, but she can't. And I could see them rekindling something online afterward. Rishi needs to give this up, though, because I feel like that just drags it out. Like, where are you going to go from here? She moved to India. She met your family. It went very poorly. You know? Like, I guess they could drag, drag this out, out for seven seasons until Rishi's mom <laughs> becomes a horrible demon screaming insults at her face about how dirty her kitchen is. We could do that. And teaches her to floss her nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never have, stop having nightmares about that yoga and nose flossing session. I, why did um, you do? Why did you? Why did you bring it up? Why did you do I, that? Because it's the old, when I think of cool. parents submit, that is the first thing I think of. It's not cool. I'm sorry. It's true, though. I think Jen should just move to Mumbai and live her foreign life. How does she have money? We've never really thought about that. <laughs> is Rishi paying for her apartment? I have no fucking idea. Why don't we ever discuss? Why don't they give us these details? Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. This is a great episode. The season has been fucking phenomenal. I love it. Um, can't wait for it before the 90, but honestly, I'm not very eager for the season to end. I'm really bummed. We only have one more episode left. I'm good. I agree with you that it's been a good season, but I think the storylines are wrapping up and I'm good. They with are. That. Yeah. yeah. They, they haven't you, dragged it out like they normally do. 
they haven't. And I appreciate that. Um, if you want even more content, we just wrapped up love is blind on our Patreon and supercast only episodes. We are currently covering, covering love in paradise, the Caribbean, a 90 day story, unfiltered, (laughs) uncensored, whatever it's called. (laughs) And we, we, did some brother husbands not really feeling that we do we have heard that there is only one more episode so we're going to close it out and then move on to something more entertaining brother husbands big letdown but um we still had a good time talking about it a couple days ago yeah we have i think we're going to try you me and my ex for a couple weeks see if we like it there's the ultimatum queer love coming up we have 90 day uk this summer there's just so much good content coming up. It'll, it's going to be a, a great summer of trash TV. Go to realitycraycray.com. Sign up for five bucks. Takes seconds. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.